Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. You're good time with a good time in buds. I'm Austin. And I'm Kevin. And uh, Kevin, I hear you're out shopping around for basses, bass yeah, guitars. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about getting a bass guitar, you know? What uh, what prompted, what did prompt this? Well, I really want to be able to shred on a guitar. Sure. And I have zero guitar experience <laughs> at all. Like, at all. Yeah. I play the trumpet in fifth grade, but that's it. Um. Nice. So I figured a bass is like a beginner's guitar, and I can at least learn how to strum. Like, I don't even know how to strum, so like I literally have to learn everything. I figured I might as well start with just a four-string bass, a little less complicated. Well, if you start with a bass, uh, you'll learn the fretboard and where the notes go, and then if you transfer to guitar, the knowledge of how the fretboard works yeah. will transfer it, really yeah. well. That's what I figured. Yeah. So like, I'm starting like basically guitar for dummies. With the bass. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. I call them guitar for Kevin's. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, My problem is, do I want to get a cheap electric guitar with an amp, because you need an amp, Yeah. or an expensive acoustic bass guitar, or one of those electro, uh, electro acoustic mixes? You just call them electric acoustics or yeah. acoustic electrics. Yeah, but, so I don't know. I don't know where is best to put my money. Yeah. I don't really want an expensive one because, like, uh, what if I suck? Like, I know I'm going to suck at the beginning, but, like, what if I just never get good? That happens to a lot of people. And then I have a fucking $400 bass, acoustic bass. Well, here's what you do. You have two options. Number one, all you got to do is stick with it, and then it won't stay, Well, yeah. you know, and I getting will. dusty. Yeah. And then two... Uh, if you end up not liking it, you could sell it to Tyler like I'm trying to sell him my ganjo. Yeah, there's always a buyer for <coughs> something, you know, but... Yeah, his name's Tyler. Yeah, He's a farmer. Yeah, the farmer. But, uh... Yeah. I just... I want to get a guitar. I want to get a bass, though, because I want to learn how to play guitar, ultimately. Uh, and I feel like if I pick up a bass, and, like, bass lines are all easy to... Like, learn, like they're all they're just grooves. You yeah. just have to find the groove. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is I mean, I'm fine. Go for guitar if you want to, but you're also a groove guy. Yeah. No. I can see you settling deep and doing just yeah. like a sweet bass groove. But I want to... Is there like a bass solo? What's a kick-ass bass solo I could do? Oh, dude, Steely Dan? Yeah, Steely Dan. You got a couple what, bass solos. That's what I'm talking about. Steely Dan. Little uh, Dream Theater. Well, yeah, Okay, I've never touched a guitar. Before, I mean, so that's not. Yeah, he's one of the best players in the world, but you could get there. Oh, I will give me six months, but right now, right, I'm give not. or take. Yeah, yeah. right Buy now. yourself I'm a metronome. Not. That'll cut that in half. Yeah, three months of get, the greatest bass player ever. I gotta get guitar for dummies. Like uh, when you sleep, you just listen to that. It's not bad. Yeah. Well, and now it's time to kick it on over to the sports desk with Kevin, but first. Some unnecessary pageantry. Sports! Thank you, Austin. Uh, today we're going to talk about balls. Baseballs, that is. Oh, oh yeah. The uh, Oregon State baseball team, to be more precise. The Oregon State baseball team is having an incredible record-setting year. Go they have been number one, consensus number one, for like eight straight weeks now. And... 
They're 41 and 4. Shit. Well, and Pat Casey just won his thousand and win. Pat Ca- yeah, and we just swept the Ducks to win the Pac-12 title already with like seven games left. Classic fever. They are fucking on fire. Yeah. Like, they cannot be stopped. Are they better than 06 and 07? Was it 06 and 07? Am I getting those I right? think, yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure it was 06 and 07. And we were there in 05, too, and we got swept. We got right out. Um, but, yeah, no. Those teams have more pros on them. That's true. But this team is still young. And, dude, they are they do everything as a collective team. Like They're I, just a unit. Yeah, they don't have stars. But everyone on the team bats like 300, 320. The whole is greater the whole than the team. sum of its yeah. parts. It's like insane how good they are. Nice. But And then their pitching just always finds a way to get it done. Yeah. It's fucking, dude. And so. They have the best winning percentage. They don't have the most wins because back in the day, college baseball teams played a lot more games. But they have the best winning percentage of any team ever right now. Seriously? Yeah. Damn. They're they have like a nine eleven win percentage. That's what we like to call a classic beaver fact. Classic beaver fact. Yeah, no, they're killing it this year. That's sweet. And so they're a young team. So yeah, are we possibly looking at a number of sweet I think title we're possibly runs? looking at a dynasty. Nice. Yeah, that's what I'm maybe talking like about. Maybe like the new maybe the Yankees of college. I don't, I don't want to start, you know, naming names, yeah, but, no, I, but yeah, I'm that's exactly what I've it heard is. many many experts say that. Yeah. No, I'm confident in that. Uh, I haven't heard any experts say that, for the record. No, I have not. But, but if uh, it happens, I'll be the first. Who's to say that we're not experts? That's true. I mean, what qualifies an expert exactly, That's Kevin? That's true. I've watched some college baseball in my life, so expert. Yeah, I mean, and quantifiably, you can't I'd really say probably, it's more or less than I'd anybody else. I probably like the Beavers more than they do anyways. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's many people who like people, the Beavers yeah. more than us. Yeah. The Beavers. Yeah. The Beavers. Yeah, no, we hell, we rooted for four and eight last season. We rooted for four and eight, which was a one hundred percent improvement on yeah. the season before two and eleven. And we beat the Ducks. And we beat the Ducks, which was gigantic. That just, except for the fact that the Ducks were also it, it shooting. doesn't matter. It doesn't right. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's the first time in four years we beat them. In twenty years, no one's gonna remember that. And we beat them like we beat. We them. actually we beat, beat them. them. It wasn't a close game. We no, blew them we like beat twelve them down. points. Yeah, we beat them by twelve points, I think. Oh, at least, and we ran the ball down their throat the whole game. Yeah, what uh, Ryan? Uh, Ryan, no, the Ryan, Guido. No, that kid's a yeah. fucking Guido. But no, dude, he's <laughs> he's Guido looking, but yeah. he's fucking he's not built like a brick player. shit house. Yeah, fuck, dude. That kid can run the ball. Yeah, no, Beaver athletics are fun. So keep an eye out. You know, uh, Keep an eye just, out for the Beavers baseball team. Just a little north of Eugene is where the real story's happening. Yeah. Beaver Fuck football, yeah. Beaver baseball, Beaver basketball exists. It exists. It, it does exist. It's not a myth. I've seen it. It's not a myth. It's uh, a it's a tragi- tragedy, but it's not a myth. Got two dynasties and a tragedy. Yeah. Hey. Well, we did have Craig 66%. Robinson, uh, Michelle Obama. Yeah, but he was a shitty coach. Wayne Tinkler. Right yeah, Wayne Tink. The, the, the tank. The Tinkler. Yeah. The Tinkler. That guy's the king. Yeah. Okay. He just, he's somebody who would want to play basketball. Absolutely. And he has perfect white hair. That guy's got it's a sick fucking white haircut. his hair is. No. But and it's he's just like, like 6'11", like just alert. He's like bigger than shit. pretty much all of his players. Yeah. Well, he's bigger as, he, a, as a mass yeah. than pretty much anybody. Yeah, fuck. Not to say he's fat, I just mean he's huge. No, yeah, I don't think you're, uh, he, yeah, that's fine. I don't think he's too, he mo- too worried about it. He sweats like a motherfucker. He's always ripping off his jacket and throwing it and then, like, can. just sweating. 
Guy knows how to put on a show. Love that guy. You know, Oregon you do it the right way. Just take it Oregon off your jacket, State right? Has maybe the best coaches at the top three programs in the nation. Yeah. Gary Anderson's not proven yet, but everywhere he's been, he's built them up. He's pretty turned good. him into it. Yeah, he's turned him into a contender. Well, well, yeah, no, not a champion, a contender. And so yeah. if he can do that here and they're a contender, and Wayne Tickle could get some recruits and build our program a little bit. Yeah. And Pat Casey is yeah. probably the best baseball coach. Yeah. I mean, I don't know any other baseball coaches, but. If you look at his resume and his pedigree, they're there every year. Well, I mean, uh, that that's why maybe that's why uh, all the tuition keeps going up. Yeah, we're working to get these better uh, sports programs, which is where anybody really makes any money. Yeah, we don't have any fucking Phil Knight donors. Yeah, no we shit. We have fucking Reesers. Yeah. The fucking potato salad people. Potato salad. Potato salad people. Well, and salsa and uh, well, various. Yeah, I know. Chips of some kind. I know. But fuck. Spread it on. Billionaire fucking Nike headquarters. Yeah, I know. Fucking goddamn. Not to mention Ty Burrell from Modern Family went there. Sweet D from It's Always Sunny went there. We got Chad Ochocinco, bud. Yeah, it's true. And TJ Hirschmanzada. Yeah, Does it get more iconic than that? I don't think so. Um, Let's see. Steve Prefontaine went to Oregon. Yeah. It's a pretty big one. It's a pretty big one, but in the runner community. Yeah, so it's like, who cares? But they probably have, but he's probably the best runner. So yeah. at least one sport they have the best. Ever if you, at it. if anybody is known for a lot of their quotes, they were pretty famous. Yeah. I mean, he's known as a runner. If you're gonna be remembered as a runner, you, you gotta run. Like far. Usain Bolt, you Usain Bolt will be remembered as a runner, and yeah. he's pretty fucking good. So I have to imagine that Steve Prefontaine was pretty fucking good to be remembered as a runner. <laughs> Did you hear what... Uh, like the most boring thing ever. You're just running. He's also got a nice name, though, that lends Steve to Prefontaine. sort of a... Steve Prefontaine. It sounds like a runner. It sounds almost... It sounds aerodynamic. <laughs> it's Steve I was gonna say. I was going to say it sounds almost like the Renaissance, like a Renaissance-type name. So it gives the illusion, like, Michelangelo, uh, Plato, Prefontaine. Donatello, Prefontaine. Yeah, no, but I, yeah. I feel like it also gives it kind of that quality. I give you that, but it also sounds aerodynamic as fuck. Sure. Steve Prefontaine. Prefontaine. Yeah, the guy can run. <laughs> Fontaine. But uh, do you hear what? Uh, who's that football player that had the fastest forty time ever? John the, Ross. Yeah, you he could have the island. Did you hear what he said? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he could have. Was that Adidas? Yeah, yeah, and he wore Nikes. He said, "I can't swim and I don't own a boat." It's like, dude, that's fucking free money. Yeah, no shit. It's an island. Who doesn't want to say they own an island? That's free money. You can sell that. Anyways, you can make that your own fucking country. He challenged Usain Bolt, or at least said that he could beat Usain Bolt in the 40, and Usain Bolt just fucking thought that was hilarious. Are they going to do it? I don't know. It's, it's kinda Usain like, Bolt's kind of like Michael like, Jordan in that since like he's the best, Floyd, he was also kind of a dick. It's kind of like Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. Like, it's probably not going to happen just because it doesn't make any sense. No, it's been like fully put together. Nah, no, dude, that's not going to happen. Joe Rogan is convinced that Mayweather's going to knock him the fuck out. Dude, it's not going to happen. I want to say that I know that from reading the title of an article. I did not look into it. I just want to say oh, that from the outset. Oh, that's fucking clickbait. You're like Trump. You're Donald Trump right now. I read the title, yeah. and I assume no, every well, word of it's true. That part is true. The fact that what I did is exactly like a president is true. For the most part, I try to read my material. Yeah, but you and didn't. And because I didn't on this one, I made sure to mention it. Yeah. So... Yeah, the point is. Yeah, I, uh, I, dude, I think that that's gonna get pushed back for so long because the date they had was December seventeenth, and something else got scheduled in the arena they won on December seventeenth. 
So they had to push it back even farther. And by that time, Floyd Mayweather's going to be fucking old. He's already old as shit. Well, yeah. He's not old as shit, but he's old for a boxer. Yeah, what is he, 38? Yeah, probably. Maybe 40. He might be. I Still looks know. like a baby. Well, yeah. But anyway, I don't think... Dude, I think they're going to push it back longer and longer. And I think it's going to end up like the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight where it just didn't live up to any of the hype at all. Yeah, that was a disappointment. I remember that. That was Mom's Weekend. That was holding that bad. Hmm? That was Mom's Weekend, though, so it wasn't I that do bad. like Mom's Weekend. Mom's Weekend's a good weekend. We missed it this year. Well, we're not in college anymore. Moms dude. are still hot, though. I understand that, but, like, obviously we missed it. We didn't happen to go down that one weekend. I know. Like, we're not. We don't live there anymore. Are, uh, are you thinking about going to the beach this weekend? <sighs> I have to work. Yeah, I figure I have to also, but... Uh, Every day. Saturday, though... Portland. We, we going up to Portland? I'm going to Portland. Nice. So, Are we gonna uh, do what we talked about? Well, my brother's gonna be there, so. Oh, so no. I want. He wants to go to the casino up in. Oh, Washington. in uh, Vancouver. Yeah. But I'd be down. But my cousins said that they're gonna buy us booze and pizza, for watching the house. And pretty uh, good. They have a hot tub and a bunch of property. And we could smoke a bunch of weed we at least, right? A bunch of weed, eat some edibles if we wanted. And Ooh, oh yeah, we just jump on over to Vancouver. Get some edibles. Well, if we're in Vancouver, I want to go to the new casino. Oh, well, yeah, Dude, okay. one of my coworkers saw Gary Allen at fucking nice. Chinook Winds like two weekends ago. Nice. We could have gone to that. That would have been sweet. I fucking swear by Gary Allen. Did you see that uh, the Ferg man was at uh, Jamie Johnson? Yeah, Fergalicious. Fucking pissed. From San Diego story, some of you may remember. Yeah, Fergalicious defecation. God, that guy lives a good life. Yes, he did. Well, sort of. Well, I mean, he does, obviously. Every minute that he has free, he's doing the right thing. But he has to work. He has I to work a lot. a lot. But I don't know. I never see him working. Yeah, that's true. He never sent Slapjack working. I don't know. Shout out to you, Fergani. We want your life to some degree. Fergalicious. But, uh... We've met that guy, Fergani, like four times. Maybe five. Got like six, maybe? No. I feel like I've got six. But yeah. You met him without me. But yeah, not a lot. Not a lot. But that guy's the best. He's one of our best friends. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of our best friends. Yeah. That's how solid of a guy he is. Yeah, that's all you need. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be a better person, you got to be like that. Live like Fergani. So, topics on today's show are small town tards versus hipsters. That's a, uh, that'll be an interesting one. We've yeah, got it will a, be. We've got a decent, uh, We've been on both sides. We, yeah, yeah, we have a decent mixture of both somehow. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah, we're gonna talk about uh, one of the weirder things that I do with my phone, uh, the quotes list that I keep. Yeah, <laughs> this movie's rated G for gay. Yeah, the boy, yeah, <laughs> fuck, the good time and buds have always had a quotes list. That's yes, one of we have. It's one of my top five favorite things about our group. It's part of the foundation. Is the quotes list? Is the quotes list? Yeah, we should. We'll we'll, we'll, br- we'll break we'll, that yeah, down later. We'll break it down later. Uh, we're also finally gonna devote an entire segment to Sturgill Simpson, our favorite. The good time and buds as a group, our favorite artist. All hail. Like yeah, all hail. We're not worthy. Sturgill Simpson is. It. Sturgill Simpson's the best. He's he's it. the man. He's a catalyst. Yeah. He's the catalyst. We'll, t- we'll talk about We'll talk that. about, yeah. We don't want to burn ourselves out because yeah. we will get rolling on Sturgill. And then uh, this week's story, our trip to Vegas, part one, the ride there. We'll see you after the break. Hi. Good Time and Bud's sales team six here, introducing our hot new product, the single most addicting yard game you didn't even know you were missing. 
Liquid Sack D. What's the D stand for? Doesn't matter. Step one, grab yourself a half full water bottle. Step two, put the game in motion with a sack serve. Sack serve! Step three, the receiving player must catch it and in a fluid motion, toss the sack between his legs or behind his back to another player in the circle, thus creating a flow. This flow must continue between any and all players until the sack hits the ground. Step four, restart the flow with a sack serve. This game's so addicting you'd sell all your crack to play it. For ordering details, contact the GTBs at goodtimeandbuds at gmail.com. Liquid Sack D. What's the D stand for? Doesn't matter. All right, welcome back. Here with the Good Time and Buds. Uh, our first topic today, we're going to talk hipsters versus small town tards. We're located here in the Willamette Valley of Oregon. Uh, so we are surrounded by small towns. And then 45 minutes north, we got Portland. Two hours south, we got Eugene. Yeah, like smack we're, dab. We're, we, got, we got hipsters and small town tards all around us. And... Uh, we 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 come from both. We're aware. We've got we've got we've got uh, sides of both. Yeah. And uh, not one's not better than the other, but no. But they they both have their faults and they both have their positives. Depending on the mood you're in, you're yeah. like I'd rather be yeah. on this side. Absolutely. But uh, you know when you're when you're wanting to listen to like uh, when you want to talk music or pretty much anything art, you're gonna want to be on the hipster side. Yeah. If you want to talk, be open minded, but. If you want to talk guns, trucks, cars, yeah, yeah, you want to be on the small, small town tart side. Yeah. But I mean, they have similarities. Uh, for example, you know both of them exactly when you see them. That like is you a see a fact. hipster, you're like boom, hipster. You see a small yeah. town tart, boom, yeah. small town tart. Like it's it's not a specific item of clothing, but no, you it's can see it's an attitude. It's a yeah, it's a yeah. No, you can see them both right away. Here's another one. Um, facial hair. Yeah. They both... Now everybody's got a beard. Yeah. But in one way or another, they both fashioned a certain if kind of facial hair. If it's hair. a nice shaped facial hair, that's a hipster. Yeah. If it's just patchy and growing, no, no matter what, they're just trying to grow, that's a small town tart. That's a small town that's tart. That's a small town tart. Yeah. Now, some Call small like town tarts can have nice beards, obviously. Sure. It's a given. Yeah, but they don't shape it and like there's put whole, gel in it and yeah. fucking they. Just, it's just a fat, nice beard. Yeah, well, and there's always gonna be outliers in any group. Yeah. And um, what else? What else do they have in uh, common there, Kevin? Uh, they're both diehard. Whatever their political party says is how they vote. Like that's just what they see. Yeah, they uh, they can't staunchly on the opposite sides, but with the exact same passion. Bigger. And blindness yeah. to what the other side's trying no to say. No willingness to meet in the middle. At Guns all. are absolutely bad. Weed is absolutely bad. Like, religious, atheist, like, the opposite side of every pro-life, pro-choice, the opposite side of every spectrum. And they just dig their heels in and they don't budge. Yeah. Uh, they'll say, they'll even say similar insults. But using different words, like the hipsters will say, I'm not going to hang out with those, uh, they wouldn't say heathens, hang out with those just dirty, swampy, uh, fucking, 
See, that's where I'm more of a small town tart because I don't have uh, hipster insults. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm still stuck in the small town tart because yeah. I was gonna say that uh, small town tarts would say, "I'm not gonna do yoga like that, faggot." Yeah, well, yeah, but I don't have any good ones for a hipsters. Little deeper, no, well, because you can't make fun of small town tarts. They're yeah. like the white man. Well, it's just resilient to all insults. Well, not only that, the uh, the hipsters wouldn't make fun of them. They'd act like them ar- ironically. Ironically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have different. They're like, they both have flannel shirts. They I was about both to say, love flannels. Yeah. yeah, but like the hipsters were like a nice flannel, and then you could tell they well, might have ironed it. Yeah, and then unless they're trying to go for the aesthetic that it's just a toss aside. They have completely different kinds of holes in their jeans, but they both have holes in their jeans. Yeah, like farm tards are like ripped. Hipsters are like sliced with like a little blade with their frilly. They're uh, they're just fucking tattered. Do you see those uh, Brian ripped jeans? Yeah, you know with the fucking phrase. Did you see those jeans that were selling at uh, For, North Summer J C Penney's with the fake yeah. mud on it? Yeah, get fucking real. Walk outside. Yeah, you don't even have to be wearing them. If if that really is an issue, you don't have to wear them. Yeah. Just fucking drag them. Dude, drag them across. Get a grass the mud. stain on your knee. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. But uh, you know, at the same time, uh, people pay four twenty-five or whatever they're asking for it. So do they? I don't know. Did one person buy those? I like to hope not. You know that there were people that bought them, Kevin. Yeah. People are gonna buy Lavar or uh, no, they're not. Yeah, no. Lonzo balls. Lonzo shoes. balls. I mean, shoes. I, you know, you gotta say Lavar though, because his dad's a dictard. Yeah, he's a dictatorship. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> but uh, they also hipsters love. Animals and life. Yeah. Farm tarts want to kill everything. Yeah. I mean, but they do have a similarity in, if we're talking small town tards subset, the farm tards, where they meet in the middle and that they both care about animals, but for kind of different reasons. The yeah. farm tard will still understand that that's where meat comes from, life eats life, all the reasons that we grow these things. Yeah. And they'll love them for that reason and respect them for that reason. Yeah. The hipsters, on the other hand, will love them, but more like, it's their sister. Yeah. And they and then they won't eat it. Yeah. A lot of obviously vegetarians and such, but Yeah. But like like people that hunt, like if that's hunting is way more humane than how we get most of our food. Yeah. Like if you ate all your food that you, like you only ate meat that you hunted, mm-hmm. you could live so much more peacefully than if you fucking eat butchered cow. Yeah. Like just like line them up and slaughter them. Yeah. Well, and it's uh, less humane. For those, especially pigs, pigs are shown to be way smarter than even dogs. Yeah. And people keep them jammed up in tiny little pens where they can't even turn around. Yeah. And so, well, not only that, but also hunters across the board are the largest donators to conservation efforts. Well, because by helping control population, money, that's where that money goes towards. No, I know, but, but that doesn't yeah. make them not yeah. that. And yeah. a lot of them really do care about it because it's the thing that they love. Yeah. If it's something you love, you are going to do what you can to preserve. Like when you hear like a like a legit hunter talk about somebody that like poached something or something, they get pissed. Like, yeah. Like, dude, you don't fucking poach shit, or you don't shoot a doe because you can't find a buck. Yeah. Like. Somebody who loves hunting more than anybody wouldn't just go out and shoot an elk because they didn't get the draw that year. Yeah. That just wouldn't happen. They go, well, I guess better luck next year. So yeah. maybe I can give this guy a gazillion dollars. Give me his. But they're not <laughs> gonna go. They're not gonna go do it. Yeah. Uh, themselves illegally. Uh, yeah. Here's another one. Uh, 
They love beer. Different kinds of beer, yeah. but they love it with an undying passion. Yeah, they have their brand. Like, the hipsters love the IPAs and the... All the microbrews. All the microbrews. Big in Portland, big in Bend. Big everywhere, yeah. Or yeah. Big in Corvallis. Yeah. It's like microbrews in Eugene. here are... Oregon's just, full of microbrews. Yeah, it's and, obnoxious, kind of. And on that side, also I lean... I enjoy it. I lean a little more hipster. Oh, yeah. I mean... I am never I, no. not going to enjoy my Keystone Light. Keystone Light! Not a Keystone Light fan, but... I'll but drink any beer. beer. I'll drink it. I yeah. love good Budweiser. For me, that's all we have. I'm drinking it. Yeah, Budweiser. But if I'm out somewhere, and a nice IPA, a nice thick, heavy beer. Dude, like, a few it's of those... It's the tops and taste. A few of those fast, you're fucked up. Well, not all... Yeah, well, obviously. They, they're... Yeah, I mean, 7.5%, 8%, the, 9%. Yeah, outburst get, is like 10%. Yeah. Uh, but they also... I think it's the best tasting thing I've ever drank. Just like a good IPA. Yeah. Just feels me with good nice feelings. Golden, just to think about it's it. It's that nice golden brown. Yeah. On a sunny day, you can kind of oh, see through it, but yeah, not just really. just out on the balcony somewhere. Got a nice rooftop bar. on it. Yeah. Sign That's a good for, time. Sign me up for that any That's day. a good time with a good time yeah. of Buds. Yeah. And then on the other side, the small town Tards are drinking Budweiser. Down in the river. But, which has its own merits because... You know, you can't... Drinking it out of the tap, you kind of need an IPA. But if you're just talking about going down to the river, if it's more location-based and just having a good time, mm-hmm. cranking your kind of music in your locale, that's where the small-town tards come in, and we side with them 100% on that. Yeah. Kicking down at the river, you've yeah. got a cooler full of beer, your tune's cranked up on your truck, planning yeah. on just sleeping in your truck that night because you're yeah. getting fucked up and or the, yeah. or you're driving home drunk. <laughs> it, one, those are the two options. My favorite was the four-wheeler. Take the four-wheeler home. Yeah, well, you live at the river. The rest of us don't. Yeah, well, I lived at the river. Yeah. I wish I still lived there. but Yeah, uh, now you live by the creek. Now I live in a van down by the river. Oh, that's the life. I wish I would have got that van. You should have got that van. Yeah, they just fucking sold it. And then... Uh, Another thing they've got in common before we switch to what they have uh, different is they both, for the most part, are big into weed. Yeah, for different reasons, I yeah. feel like. Once but again, I think the hipster's going to go for the more microbrew yeah. style weed, like, oh, well, this is the perfect nice mixture of, yeah. uh, you know, an indica, indica, 30%, sativa, 70%. It is really going to get you, get you really kind of in a creative space. Yeah, and then... Fucking small town tards just fucking smoke it, get high, go have a fucking party. Smoking small trees. Town tards are smoking always, trees. Small town tards are always looking for a party. Yeah. Always. Or coming up with some sort of game where like smoke it, hold it in, take a shot, chug a beer, and then exhale the smoke. Yeah. That's where small town tards exhale, and that's where I really like to meet them. Yeah. It's my kind of time. That's a good time. Yeah. Every time. Just try and get fuck as fucked up as possible. Relatively Because you're down by the river. You're not driving. Yeah. Why not just get fucked yeah, how, up? How much focus does it take to fish? Yeah. Not no much. Shit. No. Even if you fucking miss a bite, it's like, there'll be another one. Maybe. Well, there won't be. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter. Still getting fucked up. Yeah. I'm still high. Yeah. still enjoying it. It doesn't matter. Sun's still shining. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. Those are definitely... And they both... They both are, like, smoke weed for... Just to pass the time, like when they're bored. Yeah. They'll just like smoke weed. They're both heavy stoners. Yeah. Like every hipster I've met. But in a different style. Yeah, in a completely different style. Same herb. I don't know if, I don't know if hipsters are more like stoners. I feel like they just like to get really stoned at night. 
Because they're like Maybe more oh, so It makes you tired During the day And like farm turkey Is like fuck it If I have weed And I'm not doing anything I'm gonna smoke You ever tried farming Not high Yeah like Boring as shit Moving pipe high Is better than moving pipe Not high yeah, no shit. Like, it's exhausting, but you kind of forget that it's exhausting. Well, you and I were moving pipe in that cornfield. In the corn, yeah. And uh, I just, I had my little dab pen, and we just each yeah. took a little hit, and uh, boy, our fucking day perked right up. Yeah, I mean, it just takes It didn't the debilitate us at all. Even if you don't actually like, hey. get high, yeah. it still takes your edge off. Yeah. You're still relaxed and not defensive and aggressive. Yeah. 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 Defensive and aggressive after a hit of the dab. Go ahead and move that line. Okay, man, whatever you say. All right, man. Yeah, cool. Uh, Can yeah. I, like, take my time? Can I get a soda out of the fridge? Are we allowed to sing songs while we're yeah. moving them? Because then, yeah, sign me up. Yeah. No, like, it's not bad. Weed is nothing but good. Yeah. All ends of the spectrum. Yeah. It, uh, it's, it's not going to do you wrong. Now, what do they have different? They have a lot of things different. The biggest difference are guns. Guns. One side, guns. One side thinks no one should have guns. Yeah. Nobody. Like, they think the world would be a better place if guns never existed, which yeah. it might be. Might be if it they never be. existed. It might be, but who, I, who cares? Yeah. I like guns, so I, I, love I guns. vote guns. I'll fucking shoot this the side fuck out of thinks guns. that everybody yeah. should have as many guns and as much ammo as they want. Yeah, I don't care if you've got unlimited clips. No. You've got, you, you take the safety to, out of your shotgun. You should be able to take them everywhere you go. You should be armed at all times. Like, yeah. like the end of the world is coming any minute. And they just cannot see eye to eye that, like, look, people should be allowed guns. Not everybody. Yeah. If since since guns exist, since one, if one person has a gun, everyone has to have the right to earn a gun. Yeah. But it should not be a right. It should be a privilege. Yeah. And once you lose your privilege, you don't get it you back. You don't get a gun. So you it's have like to, a driver's license. Yeah. You have to earn it. You have to take classes or do whatever you have to do to earn it. You earn your gun, or you earn your right to own a gun, and then you can own a gun until you lose that right somehow, murder or carrying it without registering it or whatever. You lose that right, and you can no longer have a gun. And if you have a gun, it's a felony, and you do serious time and pay serious charges. But, like, if you don't abuse that right, you absolutely should have the right to a gun. Yeah. And if you don't want one, that's fine. But just know that other people have that privilege, and they might have a gun on them. And if you get caught in a gunfight without a gun, not many people survive yeah. that scenario. Yeah. I have a car. I don't drive around hitting people even though I could. Yeah. I'm a sensible, normal person. Yeah. So Most people don't own a gun to kill people. Everybody has a car. You got to pass a driver's license test. On the gun thing, I had to take hunter safety when I was a kid. It taught me that I always turn the safety on. The second I get done shooting. Anybody. Yeah, so yeah. everybody should be required. Before you can get a gun, you need a certificate that says, I finished Even if you're safety. 18. Because like yeah, now, even if you're absolutely. Eight, if you, now, even if you're 18, you just can go buy a gun. If you're 18, you can get something done with if a gun you're at 21, that point. So you fucking better if do you're something 20, safe. If you're 21, safe. if you're 21, you can just buy a handgun. Yeah. You don't even have to take a safety class. Yeah. You can just buy a handgun. That's where it should be. There's yeah. no reason not to teach people gun safety no. and make it a rule people when you my, have a weapon of death in your hand. People at my work tell me about how they take guns. They used to take their 22s to school. For gun safety class. Yeah. You could never do that now. I know a guy who shot himself in the stomach cleaning his gun. Yeah. It happens, and, I mean, it doesn't matter, but you... Those things can be avoided with gun safety training. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he took it. 
knowing what I know about him. But yeah. But anyway, like that shit. Oh, happens. beside that, I know yeah, that. Yeah, that stuff happens. Yeah. So you should take the classes. You should have to take a safety class before you get a gun. You should also probably have to take some sort of like brain scan to yeah, make sure you're some on a sort sociopath. Of mental but that's probably a little hard to yeah. register. Well, and you'd have to pay for it. Like I feel like if I was a sociopath, I could trick that pretty easily. You are a sociopath. Yeah, I know, and I could trick it pretty easily. Yeah. So that's my point. Yeah. People, like, you should, I mean, you should have to take some sort of mental health exam, but. But that would be, yeah, I mean, that's farther that, down the road. Yeah, but that's, that's a stretch. Yeah. But, uh. They I both, know. they both are on complete opposite ends of the spectrum on, like, food stamps and government assistance. Yeah. The fucking redneck tards hate. Government they're assistance. all about self-sufficiency, yeah. which I do respect. They're all about capitalism. It's just like, if you strap your boots up, you yeah. can go, go to work, you can be rich. And the thing is, what they believe in is completely admirable, which is, you know, you do it for yourself, you make it happen for yourself because that's the kind of person you are. That's very respectable. But they just don't take into account, um, it just doesn't work that way for everybody. Some people can't. Some people don't have that certain opportunity. and Some people don't have a family that... If people could just admit that that is a thing that happens sometimes, yeah. we would at least take a step in the right direction. But people just like, think that they, no one... If they could that. admit that there are poor people whose parents can't afford to buy books so that kids can read at home... Yeah. Like, if you can't read at home, how are you going to learn to read? Yeah. And if and, your parents are poor... if you poor, can't read, how are you going to move on from there? Yeah. And if your parents are poor and stupid... They, and they don't buy you books, and they don't teach you how to read, and they don't teach you how to do math and re- think reasonably at home, uh-huh. then that kid doesn't have a chance. No. But what if somehow that kid, through determination, gets an education, learns how to do all that shit, and is a really smart kid, but has absolutely no means of going to college or yeah. no means of doing anything with their life other than fucking getting a minimum wage job and doing that? That's a shame. That's, that's, that's talent wasted. That's, that's the... That's the American nightmare. Yeah. A, a perfectly gifted, smart kid with no resources to do anything. Yeah. He's got... Yeah, he's... And I, I, you probably can't even calculate how how many times that happens. Happens all the time. All the time. Yeah. I know plenty of kids from where we grew up in a very small location that were very bright and had were very talented, but their families didn't have any money. Yeah. And so they were stuck... They had to go to. They had to, they had get, to get into work, jobs. They had to, they had to get. A, they had to get a job as a sophomore in high school, and you can't play sports if yeah. you have a job. You can't do extracurricular activities. Therefore, if you, you have can't a job. interact with your friends on like a outside of school basis. Yeah. And so on that side, I you know I side with the hipsters. It's like everybody at least deserves a chance. Yeah. I'm like, why not give me money to go to school until I prove to you that. Like, I flunk out of school. Yeah, cut off my money. That's reasonable. I proved to you that I couldn't do it, yeah. but I got a chance. But if I get a chance and I am excelling at school, there's no reason that the government should not help that person out. Yeah. There's no reason. Well, and do you know how many white kids are basically forced to go to college even though they don't want to because their parents think this is something I'm you got to do? I'm one of them. Well, there you go. I'm one of them. Like, I was not... If, if I got to choose out of high school, I wouldn't have gone to college right really? away. But I didn't know what other options I had. Everyone in my family went to college. I was a third-generation Oregon State student, like one of the only people in my entire extended family that is of age not to graduate from college. One of the only ones. Yeah. But, like, college at 18, I wasn't ready. 
I should have done so much other stuff before college. Dude, I planned it from day one. That's like one of the few things in my the life that went I, the exact way I The only way thing I, I knew about college was I wanted to go to Oregon State. Yeah. And I well, just basically yeah. planned my whole high school as to getting good enough grades and doing good enough on my tests and stuff to get to Oregon State. Yeah. And then I did not plan a second after that. Any plans I had once I got to college went completely out the window, sort of, other than the fraternity. Well, but yeah. my trajectory skewed. Obviously. Once I got there. And mine skewed in a way where I didn't have the like I didn't want I didn't necessarily want to be there. So how am I supposed to make myself go when I don't even necessarily want to be there? And all my roommates are telling me don't go. It's like, well I don't want to go. You're telling me not to go. Yeah. I'll say it. I was there to party. 90% of it. Yeah. Maybe more. Let's say, okay, 90, let's say maybe 99% of it was so I could party. Yeah. And. But, like, I didn't even go there expecting to party. Like, really? I had never drank. I. You guys went on the camping trip, and I refused to oh, drink. Oh, that's true. That's true. Like, I had no intent. Like, no one in my family. Yeah, because you were in college a year after me. No I, one, I already had a year under my No belt. one in my family, immediate family, had ever partied. And. We didn't get together enough with my families that the part of my family that did party uh-huh. when I was older for me to realize like that partying is fun. Yeah. Like my partying in my family always had a negative connotation. So I always thought yeah. partying was negative. Your family parties for every occasion. That's true. Every occasion is a party. Yeah. My family was and the it's opposite. a frat. The, not themed, but like frat inspired. Yeah, it's like frat doing, mentality. Yeah, it's a frat mentality. My family like for party, like birthday parties, Christmas. Everything was always downplayed. Yeah. It was never a party. It was always downplayed and about like, kind of like about family, but just kind of like, it doesn't matter what else you have. Like you always have your family. It yeah. wasn't about and my That's family. Really my family didn't party. <laughs> so like somehow I was just like never really felt comfortable in that environment. And once I went to college and could party. And you realize how the grass actually was so much greener well, on the other side. Well, not only was it greener, but it wasn't dead and dying. Yeah, like it wasn't. Party is a, like a lively thing. Like, if you party responsibly, yeah. partying is great. Yeah. Now, I didn't always party responsibly. I don't. I still don't, but, <laughs> but partying is a good thing. Like, you don't have to talk negatively about partying. People have been doing it since day one. Drinking and doing drugs, finding some way to fuck themselves up. Literally been doing it from finding day a way to get high or drunk. Because it's what separates us from the chimps. As part of it, well, they also get fucked up on you know That's certain true. animals have hit drugs. That's true. You know, come upon some drugs, but. uh that's that's part of the human psyche. Uh, you you kind of need a release, and you need you need something to facilitate that. You need a guaranteed experience that's either in a drink or in something that you eat or smoke or whatever it is. And it's it's so ingrained into how it, human, it aids how us we in aids, yeah. It yeah. had to have aided yeah. in involvement. Uh, what's his name? Terrence McKenna Terrence has McKenna. the theory that. Chimps ate mushrooms. And I'll tell you this: every time I've heard it, every time I've heard it, though, it's made a little more sense. Yeah, it's pretty much been debunked, but it's like, oh shit, yeah. If they ate shrooms and it opens up our brain like it does, imagine what it did to theirs. And they were like having fun, laughing, and started walking erect, and they were just like, you know what? Fuck it, this is better. Yeah, walking erect is better, and that's how we evolved. I don't think it happened because it's pretty much been debunked. But that's a theory that makes sense with and the drugs. It, and for anybody who doesn't know, they were flip. The chimps came out of the trees, moved down to the plains where cows were. They were flipping over cow patties, Eating found mushrooms, ate them. Made allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly, we should say that. But uh, yeah, but what would like, you say after that? 
You said something that was going to lead to something else. How it opens up their mind. If it opens up our mind the way it does, yeah. it easily could open up their mind to evolve a little bit. Like, we, if you think about it, we didn't evolve that much from chimps. We just walked straight up and developed a language. Yeah. But, like, our DNA is still, like, 99% the same. Well, and you, uh, and you heard that, like, when uh, scientists taught monkeys currency, that the first thing they did with it... Was, was pay for sex? They gave it to the females. So, like, the so scientists were like, if you give us these coins, we give you this fruit. So they gave them coins. The male monkeys gave, immediately gave the money to give the a females fuck about the food. monkeys, fucked them, and the female monkeys bought fruit with it. Yeah. It was literally the first thing they did. And if there's not a better correlation, you know, I, that's humans. To a That's team. humans. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh... Well, uh, got a little lost there, but, uh, you know, another... Bit of a tangent. Bit of a tangent, yeah, but uh, another difference between the hipsters and the small-town tars, and I realize that we're running out of time, so we'll try to make this last part a little quicker. But another thing that they have uh, different is their stance on music. Yeah. Hipster tars like the... I shouldn't say hipster tars. I keep calling both of them tars. Yeah, we're all tars. tars We're all tars, aren't we? Yeah, but, like, hipsters like... Fucking indie jazz, broody, broody, like just shit that you never would think of. A lot more focus on lyrics and melody, more so than like uh, crashing guitars and yeah. big drums. And then small town tar, just focus on keywords. Yeah. Like fucking river truck, trucks, beer, fucking beer, chicks, bikini, yeah. uh, Daisy Dukes, cutoffs, all the fucking. Sugar, on jeans, Jack Daniels, Crown Royal, like just Captain the Morgan. brand country tarred shit. Well, and they do it because they know that if they name check all these things, oh, and also disrespectfully to older country musicians that are turning in their grave because of this music, but they'll name check them. Oh, yeah. They'll name check them and Lil Wayne in the same thing, and it's like, get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah. And so, but they'll, they'll name check them because people will go... I do that. I'm a small town tar just like you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like And what's dumb is they fall for it every time. Luke I fell for it for a while until Luke I really Bryan's realized it. Luke songs have gotten progressively worse and yet at the same time have gotten progressively more popular. It's well, it's cuz they His songs, as he's gone down, they've also marketed it that much more towards the pop audience. Country pop country is the new pop, which is why there's no real country anymore. Yeah. There is few and far between. Because pop's only short for popular. Yeah. And the way you be popular is by being uh, broadly popular. Or, you know, you would you uh, you appeal to a really broad group of people. I want to save this for the story. I want to save this for the story conversation. But do you think, keep this in mind while we go throughout the rest of the episode. You got it. Do you think that it is cyclical and classic country will make its way back around? Just think about that. Just think about that. Let that ruminate in your little brain for a while. You're not going to let me talk about it, you son of a... Well, I, it's for the Sturgill set. I know, it's I know. It's for the Sturgill. Come on. Oh. Come on. All right. Another thing that they hey. disagree vehemently on is the environment and, like, global warming. Oh, yeah. Hipsters are 100% global warming's real, renewable energy, boom, boom, boom. Going with the scientists, those the, idiots. Yeah, those fucking... How dare they... that went to college for eight years. How dare they go with the intelligent people who literally can only go by the facts because they're fact-checked by pretty much everybody else in the scientific community yeah. before they finally admit, yes, he's right. Well, it's a theory. Before yeah. they admit that it's a theory. Before they admit it's like a legitimate theory. 
How dare the hipsters yeah. go with those, I know. those educated When there's pumps. clearly uneducated people going, it's not global warming. Yeah. It just snowed. And I will concede, there's always a slight chance that the 3% of scientists who say that global warming is a myth are correct. There is a chance. There's but it's about 3%. <laughs> but I'd say it's less than that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there is a chance, but the, the problem with that side's reasoning is due to what they read in the Bible. Now, we don't need to get it all into the Bible on this episode. Not yet, but no. I'm sure we will at some it, point. I know it's going to come up. It's going to pop up here and there because it's intertwined in kind of the way that life. things... It's intertwined it's in intertwined life. In, intertwined it's in intertwined life. in reality. But here's the problem. The people who wrote anything uh, at that time, that was before even the scientific age... They used to think that stars could fall from the sky, which, of course, they, if they even fell from the sky, they wouldn't all fall into Earth. Yeah. So, I mean, they were working with a very, very different knowledge of the cosmos that we are now. And so um, to base your opinions on what the environment's going to do or what the environment's doing based on what humans can do, at, now that we've invented combustion engines and all this shit... To I like base it on they, that is foolish. I like how they argue, like, oh, we've gone through ice ages before. We've gone through droughts before. It's like, I understand that. But those were over, like, centuries. Yeah. Since we invented the engine and have started this pollution era, like, the pollution era, like, the 1920s, that shit has skyrocketed astronomically. Yeah. Like, it is insane how much change it has been in that short time period compared to back then where it was taking like thousands of years for the ice age to freeze and then start to thaw and then melt again yeah and then the missoula flood missoula flood shout out hey guys let's listen up missoula flood but like that shit took so long to happen yeah and in the last hundred years we've exponentially grown yeah. The CO2 in the air and just the fucking ozone layer depleting. And and they refuse to do anything about it. They refuse to acknowledge that that might be happening. Yeah, like, it's... There. So I saw a Disney movie about the Ice Age. The problem between the scientific community and the religious community is one is willing to adapt based on new, new facts. New facts. And the other... Is based only on the oldest facts they can find, essentially. The oldest, like, facts. The, I say facts real loosely that yeah, second time. The oldest opinions they can find. Yeah. But like, it's like, yeah, like this was said first, so it must be right. It's like, how dumb are you? What was said first is very rarely ever right. Yeah. Like almost never. Yeah. At all. Because like, obviously, the first thing you say is with the least amount of information. The first thing you say in life. Compared to the last thing you say in life, is completely drastically different. Drastically now multiply different. that over fifty generations of lives. Generations, people Studies. telling each other, passing it on, but passing it on with their interpretation to fit how they believe that they interpret the text. It's ridiculous to, to we, think it that way. It, it transferred languages. Yeah. It went. The first is not the best. Like, Kevin, imagine. The first, a game of telephone that sure. you played in grade school. Oh, I think about that analogy. And all the imagine time. if half of those kids spoke another language. Yeah. And then like it slowly went from complete Spanish to Spanglish to English. It How passed much through people's lives, making changes through individual lives. Languages. 
Yeah, through languages. Imagine how distorted that story is going to yeah. be by the end. He lived in a whale. Well, he didn't actually live in a whale. He saw a whale, and it changed his perspective on life. But, like, when you say that in a fucking different language, he lived in a whale all of a sudden. Well, and not only that, when you've got certain laws in the Bible, like you can't wear uh, mixed linens, or you can't wear mixed fabrics, they go, oh, no, that's cool. But we do believe this stuff over here, and so you're cherry-picking what you believe. Or when it says, like, you can have slaves, but you can't eat shellfish. Yeah. And now everyone eats shellfish, and no one is allowed to have slaves. Yeah. Like, and, how is that? How and so, is Make America Great Again to go back to those Christian values it's there? It's got to be, because that's who voted for him. Yeah, well, if he's a lot like Andrew Jackson, he had a lot of slaves. So. Yeah. Another thing that hipsters and <laughs> um, small-town tards have different is... Uh, well, we, we, we already kind of talked about meat versus vegetarian in, yeah. in our earlier segment, and we're again, we're running out of time. Let's go with similar but different. Okay, let's couple go with yeah, a couple similar but different. If you're looking at a Venn diagram, if you're drawing a Venn diagram as we talk, which we expect of you, the audience. Yeah, come on. How did um, you not think of that? In the little part where they're... Combined? Where they're combined, conjoined? We already have a same. So, look, make just another circle. Call this same but different. One of them is their belts. They both, they both are wearing wear belts, belts, but they're way different. One is a fashion statement for the hipsters. It like matches the hat, maybe the shoes, the jacket. Yeah. R- small town tards. The or biggest, it's like braided. The biggest buckle they can find. Yeah, and the whole goal is to have the better buckle the than your buddy. The chugging a buckle belt of 1923. Drink a beer, have Boom. a better belt buckle than your buddy. Just a big old belt buckle. I'm buckling it up. I was buckling my belt before I could walk. But... Kevin. With some big old boots on. But here's the big problem. As I look back on this, I'm starting to realize this could easily go in the same thing because we have a number of the things that are same but different. Well, we don't need to fucking tell the listeners that. Like, they're not going to figure it out. Well, yeah, probably. But the biggest belt wins the fucking jerk-off challenge. The biggest belt, or if there's a better story accompanying the belt, like, I won this in fucking Laramie, Wyoming, fucking... Right, the big old bowl. Most Rocky Mountain oysters eaten in a 23-second sitting. You know, something like that. Yeah, no, I hear you. Nice so. big old belt buckle. Big old belt buckle. Sigs. They both love Sigs. They both love Sigs, but they're different because the Cowboys are going for the Cowboys cigarette. Yeah, Marlboro Red. Marlboro Red. Yeah, doing whatever the fuck you want. Doing whatever the fuck you want. And then the hipster tarts, they're going for the American spirit. They're going for American spirits. You might even have a couple... You might even have a couple feminine men smoking Virginia Slims, the professional woman's cigarette. Some people smoking Camel Crushes. Some hipsters smoke. They want the menthol, but they're not 100% committed to the menthol. Exactly. They're on the fence of being They hipster. like a little bit of that just regular tobacco, then curse that bad boy up. Get the, get the menthol. Get the little menthol. They're on so. the fence. They can't make up their mind on anything. They cannot. Those guys. Fuck those guys. And so they're same in that they like cigs. They're different in, in that. The type of cigs that they enjoy. Not only the type of cigs, but in that. The farm tarts will stick to Marlboro Reds and that kind of robust cigarette. Maybe Doral's. Doral's, the smoker's cigarette, Kevin? Yeah. Yeah. They'll stick to some more robust, whereas the hipster tarts will be, hipsters, excuse me, will be, uh, they'll have trouble picking. They'll just go (coughs) with the spirits, light blue spirits. Every hipster smokes light blue spirits. I've seen a couple of black and And yellow. And they got oats in their soap. Black and yellow, black and yellow. They got oats in their soap. Got oats in their soap. Shout out. If it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. That's what it's like living in a hipster house. We'll see you after the break.
Hi. Good Time and Bud's sales team six here, introducing our hot new product, the single most addictive yard game you didn't even know you were missing. You fucking idiot. Fat blip. It's real simple. Grab yourself any old plastic bat, balance it on your finger, hot dog style, flip the bat in a 180 degree rotation to any player in the circle, and keep the party going. Who are those guys? What guys? Those guys over there, having a good time. Oh, those guys? Yeah, the only other people here. Oh, you haven't heard? God damn it. Those are the good time and buds, playing with their new fat blip. They say it's more addictive than shitting in a creek. For ordering details, contact the GTBs at goodtimeandbuds at gmail.com. Get yourself a fat blip! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are here with the Good Time and Buds. Uh, now we're going to talk about a little thing that the Good Time and Buds like to call a quote list, which is quite literally a list of quotes that we have said throughout our trips and adventures over the years, and we pretty much just write them down so that we can say them later and make ourselves laugh again. So we got that going for us. I've been making these lists since bef- since high school. We ha- we like, don't have the original phone. We don't, and it saddens we me. We lost the original phone with the quote list. It keeps me up at night. Yeah, we'll never get that phone back. But uh, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't have started a new one because... No. The quote list is... It's, it's a thousand... In my opinion, it's a thousand times better than pictures. Yeah. A quote list, pictures... You can infer, you don't need your imagination to know what's going on. Yeah. But a quote conveys, <coughs> the time conveys, it was in, it conveys an entire story. Because there's a story the that mood, goes along with the quote. It conveys the type of, the type of, because they're all funny. All of the quotes are funny. Well, so, I mean, when I put a quote in the quotes list, I don't just put any old quote in the quotes list. No, it has to make us all die, laugh. We die laughing, and someone is like, yeah, that's quote-worthy, and the, it's a unanimous, like, yeah. It has to make me think of the quote, or think of the quote list. I don't just go, that's a good quote, I'm going to put in the quote list. Yeah. I have to be laughing so hard that I go, that's a quote. That's list. going in the quote list. Yeah. It's tough to make the cut. And we don't take it, and like, yeah, we don't take it from anybody other than the good time and buds. Unless someone has a really good well, one. Yeah, okay. Like, there's a couple from... Oh, is there any from like Hayden or any of those guys? Fergalicious probably has one. I've got Curran in here. Yeah, see, there you go. Okay, so we just take, but they still have to be good quotes. Well, and we all have to be like in a group atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, no, we don't. I don't sit at home and if I hear one, no. write it down. No. We all have to be there. But usually it's just. It can be anything. It can just be a random, you blurt out a quote. It can be a pun. It can be a joke. It can be literally, it can be an insult on somebody, a quick comeback. It can be anything. And if it just makes anyone laugh, you can stumble over your own words. And it make, if it makes everyone laugh hysterically, it goes on the quotes list. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. You want to just jump into it? Yeah, let's give him a couple quotes. All right, let's see here. Here's one from our good friend, Devin. Oh, classic. And he said, you guys go to the town pump? There's this girl who works there who looks like a crackhead. She's fucking sexy. Yeah, that's classic Devin. It's the exact kind of mentality. Yeah, because we, none it of us It wouldn't come like, from anybody else. None of us are expecting him to say, like, you guys go to the town pump, like a rinky-dink gas station? Like, 
No. There's a girl that works there that looks like a crackhead. She's fucking She's sexy. She's sexy. Right on, Devin. There's you a go. lot of other words that could have been. Could have been you go there. for it, Devin. All right, here's That's an- all you. Here's another one. Uh, this is one that uh, Fluff said to Harrison. Uh, Harrison was throwing a little bit of a fit. A little hazy fit? Uh, drinks were uh, present. And uh, Fluff said this to Harrison. He says, you got a little dick. And a bad attitude. One of the best insults you can yeah. give anybody. Like, you got a little dick and a, and a bad, bad attitude. attitude. And then you just fucking put them in their place. And they can either fucking go to bed for the night because you just shut yeah, them down. Yeah, you basically eat shit on Or they one. can perk up and be like, all right, I'm in a better mood now. That yeah. was funny as fuck. Let's party. Yeah. You got two options right there. Go to bed or fucking party. Yeah. You better not choose to go to bed. Already proving the value of a quotes list. It just... It takes you to exactly why those people are that way. Yeah. It takes you right to that point. That's good. Um, Let's see here. Harrison said my room literally smelled like a penguin cave. (laughs) Yeah. That's not Um, good. I've never smelled a penguin cave. Mm, I want that all the time. That's what my room smells like. But anyways, (laughs) let's talk about our little... We're going to take a little detour towards our first acid trip over there in Sun River. A couple... Quality quotes from there. Quite a few, if I remember right. Kevin likes to refer to himself as the Jerry Rice of our hometown. I am the Jerry Rice of our hometown. This has not been proven. No one believes him. But it's pretty funny when he says it. But uh, while we were on acid, uh, our friend Ian said, uh, Are you Jerry Rice? Or are you just in the stands watching Jerry Rice drinking a beer? Yeah, that, that one cut me deep because I am Jerry Rice. I'm he always, is Jerry Rice I'm in the stand. He's watching Jerry Rice I'm in the stand. I've always considered myself to be Jerry Rice, and I think that our numbers, had I gone pro, would have stacked up very similarly. Well, that's a good way to eat dick for five that hours. That is a good way to eat dick for five hours. Let's see. Uh, what uh, else we got? There was the time at our two good buddies' graduation college graduation party, and one of our buddies, Harrison... In a plea of self-defense, yells out, I got a big dick, Dad! <laughs> <laughs> I got a big dick, Dad. I gotta and say, that is probably my favorite quote. We were on the I've outside. We were on the outside of their conversation, but we, we did were not right know there. what was going on. So we just hear Harrison yell out, I, I got, got a big, big dick, dick dad. dad. And we all just kind of turn around, like, what the fuck did he just say? I got a big dick, Dad. And then kind of just went on our way. Yeah. Like, we didn't remember it the next day until somebody brought it up. Like, you just kind of... Somehow. Yeah. It just kind of got brushed under the table. Yeah, but what's funny about it, it, was, it, it falls up. exactly in line <coughs> with the kind of person he used to just be yelling, I got a big dick, Dad. And so, uh, that, was, that was funny as that shit. That is their family's way. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, interesting side note. Um... I'm down to get a giggle going, which I think you guys may remember from last week's work. I'm down to get a giggle going. Well, you got to go out in the streets and get, get a, a giggle, giggle going. You got to start the giggle. Have any of you done that? I fucking put it to you to go fucking do it. Has yeah. anybody done it? Yeah, go Who get knows? a giggle going. So, anyways, uh, I'm down to get a giggle going. Was said by Harrison, I believe, uh, during our last Shasta tri- or uh, no sure de- trip, Detroit trip. Yeah, we well yeah Acid we were down trip. at the we were at the campfire and it was kind of. That was when we decided to play the game where we could only speak in compliments. 
<laughs> that lasted for like all right but we're just like okay so we this is we, a good example of kind of this is a good example of our dynamic of the good time buds of the so good time buds so we decided like alright at this from all this we do is on, talk shit to each from other from this point on we're not gonna talk shit it wasn't even you can only give compliments it was from this point forward we're not gonna say is this after we'd negative. come down off the trip yeah we were back at the campsite we were back at the, the campsite that night right before Devin randomly showed up that's right we say you can no longer say anything negative about anybody else not, it has to be positive, just don't say anything negative. Like, three sentences in, we were already like, man, I love you, guy. And then it was just like, complete sarcasm. I think I started with, uh, hey, Harrison, it's a nice shirt you got on, man. Yeah, and like, we just <laughs> literally went way... It got weird quick, and then we're all... And then it felt, they were just like, hey, fuck you, yeah, man. And then it hey, felt get out of my face, faggot. We just were like, oh, fuck this, yeah. this sucks. We made it maybe 30 seconds. Yeah. And then we were like, all right, let's talk about something funny. And Harris was like, yeah, I'm down to get a giggle going. Yeah. And it was... That, uh... That was right before we slept out underneath the stars. We slept underneath the, the, the stars. That was kick-ass. That was kick-ass. It's coming up in just a couple weeks, it's man. Are you ready to go? I'm fucking pumped. I'm fucking pumped to go camping. Yeah. It's hopefully about to start getting warm. It's supposed to be 87 next Tuesday. Yeah, I heard it was going to be 89 on Monday. Well, fine. I don't... Okay, that's a two degree... Whatever. Whatever. That's both two semantics, degrees higher a day earlier. Semantics, that's pretty but good. But who cares? Next week is going to be high 80s. Yeah. Fuck. Dude, we can plan it. I have to work. See, because we have to go down... We go down Friday We night. need to wait till like, June or July. No, we got to do it in June. Early June, mid-June, late June. We did a mid June last year. I did down to do mid or early June. Early I did down to do mid to late June. That's so not, we get a little that's too. Not planning right now. All right. Um, but no, those things are. Uh... So, anyways, <laughs> but but I want to go because I'm also kind of concerned about the things in my fridge. Yeah, I get that, but <clears throat> or freezer rather. Um, as we've mentioned, we may not have mentioned this. Harrison likes his trucks, and uh, oh god. <laughs> He asked this uh, about a year ago. How does it not make you orgasm when I have a sick truck? <laughs> Which is pretty much his outlook on, uh, you know, he's not that great, but he's got a nice looking pickup. Yeah. He Kevin does. thinks Zac Efron knows style. Zac Efron does know style, and I stand by that. The fucking Baywatch movie is going to suck ass, but he is the perfect character the to cast though. in that fucking Well, movie. that's true. He's you know he's gonna be the new Ted Bundy. Perfect. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he kind of looks like a charming him. fucking weirdo. Exactly. So it's gonna is a guy gonna be like American Psycho? I fucking hope so. Oh, if they make that like American Psycho when he kills, I would go car, see that movie in the theaters. That, that would have it gets good. good reviews. I'm not going opening day unless the. I'm not going trailer, opening what day. What if the trailer looks sick? Like, what if it looks really good? You gotta whisk it to get the biscuit. You do gotta whisk it to get the biscuit. And uh, you know what, Kevin? This is funny. I. Uh, we are at so many quotes. I actually have a second quotes list. Let's see what we've got on here. You have two. We ran I, out of room. I ran out of room on the first quotes list. What we read, you guys, is not doesn't even touch the amount that we have. Here was a fun one when we started talking about all the different celebrity names you could put douche in. Oh yeah. We had the legend of douchebagger Vance, David Douchecovney, Andrew Douche Clay. Yeah. Those are pretty good. Uh, Zach. He was drunk, Zach. When he was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
All right. Zach, when he was drunk, uh, asked me, does Harrison have autism? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got the guts. Yes. To catch, catch a, a butterfly? <laughs> that was fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, that was our last uh, acid trip. Yeah, I was standing up on that rock. About to jump in the water. And you're like, you ain't got the guts. But there was a butterfly fluttering around, and I thought you were talking about you trying to catch it. To catch a butterfly. So I was like, to catch a butterfly? <laughs> like, no, jump in the water. It's my favorite even thing though, to say. Even though I had done it 20 times yeah. before that, you just like decided to challenge me that You one ain't got the guts. Uh, to catch a butterfly? We'll see you after the break. Hi, GTBST6 here, introducing Consumer's Choice Best Idea Award winner from the Putter McProduct line, their brand new must-have Putter McWiffle Balls. With Putter McWiffle Balls, even if you whiff, you don't lose your balls. For ordering details, contact the GTBs at GoodTimeAndBuds at gmail.com. Give me a P! P! Give me a U! U! Give me a T! T! Give me a T! T! Give me an E! E! Give me an R! R! Give me an M! M! Give me a C! C! Give me a W! W! Give me an H! H! Give me an I! I! Give me an F! F! Give me another F! Another F! Give me an L! L! Give me an E! E! Give me a B! B! Give me an A! A! Give me an L! L! Give me another Just five bucks will get you a pair of Putter McWiffle Balls. We'll see you down at the bayou. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk now a little bit about one of our favorite musicians, uh, Sturgill Simpson. One who uh, some may call the GOAT. I think all the good time and buds would. GOAT, of course, the greatest of all time. He just, he just kind of changed the way... Country music is allowed to sound now. He updated the lyrics in that it's not all dog dead. Your dog's dead. Trucks, fucking cornfields. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a more updated. My wife's a man. It's a more updated um, take on on country lyrics, but also he's not only he's not but from only, sort of a Buddhist. He's yeah. He's, psychedelic. He's from uh, uh, mind Tennessee. He's from Kentucky. He's from Kentucky. One of those. One of those. He's from Kentucky, and uh, he joined the Navy. Spent a lot of time in Japan. Yeah. And China, like over in the in Asia, he probably spent a lot of time in California and Florida and Hawaii, like all the where the Navy is. Yeah. I mean, so he he spent a lot of time in Seattle. He talks about how he spent a lot of time in Seattle. So he has a lot of different experiences, and he kind of brings all those experiences into his country music. Yeah, and, while still making it universal to where you feel like you wrote it for you. And he and he sounds he sounds very unique. He doesn't sound yeah. like anyone else that you hear. There's nobody else out there who literally sounds like the ghost of Waylon, at least vocally. Yeah, and he, in his first album, High Top Mountain. Yeah. Very traditional country, very. Yeah. Very traditional country, but without. It, it, it was still Sturgill. Yeah. It was Sturgill before Sturgill even knew he was going to be Sturgill. Sturgill. Yeah. He just wanted to... He didn't want to release a safe album. No. But he wanted to release... He figured it was the only one he was going to make. 
So with the help of the producer, who I think was Dave Cobb, who also did yeah. this. It was Dave Cobb who did this. Also did the second one. Who also has done Chris Stapleton and Jason Isbell, but that's beside and the point. And he had Pig Robinson. Yeah, he suggested Pig Robinson, who played uh, for Waylon, I think. Yeah. And then there was one other one. Yeah, that played steel guitar for Merle, I think. Something like that. Yeah. And Anyways, so, they recruited the best because Sturgill thought that was it, and he wanted to at least leave one album that you know he could he be proud of. Yeah, he didn't want to. He didn't want to half-ass it. Yeah. Like if I'm gonna do it, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna do fucking it. Do it. He spent like thirty grand on it. Yeah, so they did it, and it fucking turned out well. It didn't gain a lot of steam, but like small publications picked it up and yeah. like promoted it, and it did well enough to where, I mean, did I, did he have a tour for High Top Mountain? I I'm pretty. He probably had a mini tour. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, uh, he got that album at least shut up on a few kind of obscure magazines, magazines best yeah. of lists but and it, yeah it didn't it really got get a him lot of enough press. attention to get a second album yeah to which but the second album uh meta modern sounds and country music he recorded for four grand in the span of a week and that one was such a step up it, yeah. in terms of quality yeah, and just what it represented and message. overall yeah. yeah it was it was such a it was that's where the uniqueness one really of came the out. most unique country albums of all time yeah it's about drugs and introspective reptile like, aliens deep, made of light deep thinking like yeah. kind of kind of counterculture a little bit my favorite aspect of it is the idea of losing your ego yeah and how you can just kind of bring that wall down. Yeah. It, through drugs or through. I mean, he does. Meditation. His, his real message is love. Love's the only really transcendent thing. thing. Love transcends all levels. But some of these. But you had to go through these other experiences to learn that love is really. Love is where the end is. all be all. Love yeah. is the grand. Is the. Like the final step yeah. of self realization or whatever. But he did this with country music, and it blew it my mind. Literally, it literally still sounds like country music undertones, yeah. bluesy. Like it, it, it is. But it's also at the same time psychedelic rock. It's it's psychedelic country music is what it is, and it is. It's so unique, and then he goes from that, that transcendent album, to his most recent album. A Sailor's Guide to Earth. Which he wrote. Dedicated to his son. Yeah, who was born... Right before the tour for... For Meta Modern. For Meta Modern. So, like, he's... His son is growing up as a baby, and he's out on tour. He had to leave it, like, a month old. Writes... Writes an album about it. Yeah. And then, well, writes an album as sort of a guide map for his son. Yeah. Based on his time in the Navy, the album essentially goes from the day that his son is born... Um, kind of through his life, um, you know, from adolescence to... It, it kind of goes... It, it, it literally goes from the baby's birth to his 18... Him being like a grown man. Yeah. Through Sturgill's experiences and him just giving sound advice. Yeah. And it is... Wisdom. Wisdom. And it's fucking kick-ass. Yeah. And it's rock and roll. Rod and horns. And it's... Yeah. Saxophone, it's trumpet. fucking bluesy. Like, Trombone. Like, southern, soulful. It's just so... It's such good, wholesome music. Yeah. It's... Oh, he is such a... 
genius artist with the way that he writes the songs. Not to mention the centerpiece of the album, his cover of In Bloom, which... The uh, classic Nirvana song, which... Nirvana kills it. That song's my favorite song. But of all the Sturgill Simpson version is... Yeah. It's prob- It's the best cover of all time. Yeah. He just makes it so uniquely his and also so equally good. You can feel it. The way that they wrote it, the way they recorded it, the way the band builds just continually throughout the song until the crescendo at the very end with when it all just comes crashing down. Yeah. It's you can so well it. crafted and it punches me right in the gut every, every time. single time I hear every it. Every time. Every single time. Yeah. No, it is... Uh, it is a fine piece of art. And so, uh, I mean, ultimately, Sturgill, there was life before I heard Sturgill yeah. and life after I heard Sturgill. And that's pretty much the only way to explain it. Yeah. I mean, uh, he last... he doesn't know how much he's done for the good time and buds, and it's a damn shame because I would love for him to know I would love to, what I would an love impact to just tell he's had on our lives. He, he made me want to buy a bass guitar so I could learn how to play guitar. Yeah. So that I could learn how to play Sturgill songs. Yeah. Like, that's why I want to play guitar. I want to just play, I just want to shred a fucking Sturgill song and be able to fucking sing like him. And I will never be able to because no one ever will, but he's literally living the dream. Yeah. And I feel like he probably appreciates it more than most because he had to fucking fight for that dream. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. I spent... It doesn't matter. Yeah, he's... he's yeah. He he's fu- it. He is the most genuine artist in music today, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of them, but Sturgill... Sturgill's set apart because he doesn't give really a fuck about fame. No. He's he just it's out like to he put out his message. Fame, yeah. But he wants you it's to hear his Fame song. is happening to Sturgill whether he fucking likes it or not. Yeah, he just wants to write music and now fame yeah. is happening. That's what it seems like. Yeah. But from every indication I've got, that's the way it's going to stay. wonder if there's a chance that that'll be some possible uh, kind of material for the new album. Kind of some newfound... Well, he said, he has openly said that he's only going to make five albums. He did, And he's yeah. made three. Yeah. Now, whether or not his I don't think he was changed, expecting a Grammy when he said he, that either. Yeah, he was nominated for Album of the Year. Yeah. O- like, overall Album of the Year, up with Beyonce, Justin Bieber, fucking... Uh, Drake. Drake. Who, uh, all the other people. Adele. But Adele, Yeah. Like, he was up for album of the year with those people, and yeah. no one's even heard of him. Yeah. He's crazy. But I wonder if his five-album plan is set in stone, because he sounded pretty convinced when he said it, but he did. there's no way he, he expected this. He's a man of conviction, though. You fucking know that, so... Yeah. Well, and he made a good point. It was like, like, you have 20... You have your whole life to make your first album. Yeah. So you have all this experience... And then you pretty much have to put out an album every year after that. Give or take. And so he, your message kind of grows stale. And he said that he didn't ever want to get to that point where he was just kind of repeating the same shit. Yeah, well, he said artists always make the best music at the very beginning and, and at the, the very, very end. end. So he was kind of just going to cut out the middle part. Yeah. So maybe he makes a music now, writes a couple books, maybe maybe does a couple other ventures, 
and then down the line releases three more albums, I would be completely fine with that. Yeah. I will listen to all five of his albums. I will read every book he puts out. I will read every thing that he did is talk a, about being a writer. I will I will read I, I will do anything that is attached to Sturgill. And then if he releases three more albums when I'm eighty, I'll fucking listen to him. Yeah. No, Sturgill. Because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna not listen to Sturgill. If he's got something to say, I'm gonna listen. He's one of those he's one of those people. I've never put so much faith in a uh, uh, musician to just whatever they do I'm, I'm with on board them. I'm with them even yeah there's I don't want to say there's nothing he could do that I wouldn't like but I honestly think whatever he does I would understand why he did it well he, because 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 he, he does it with intention standard yeah he does it with like, intention I thought that about Eric Church yeah and then his last album was not so so. Yeah, Mr. Misunderstood was fucking a couple iffy. good tunes, but couple yeah. good tunes, but pretty fucking iffy. a little too poppy. But I don't think Sturgill Simpson would ever go that route. No. I think if anything, his next Sturgill album Simpson, no, is gonna shit on pop country. He's gonna go old school and just shit on pop country. Well, he, yeah. Well, Eric Church was all about like grinding it out, and it's always he's got a chip on his shoulder. Sturgill just doesn't give a fuck. No, Sturgill doesn't he just even plays. want to be famous. Yeah. He just plays, and it's basically if you build it, they will come. If you play the most amazing music anybody's ever heard, People you're gonna get listen. showered with accolades, whether you fucking like it or not. Yeah, no, and his his music is so, he like it's so him. Yeah, he's the only one that can do it, and he pulls yeah. it off incredibly and humbly. And he so doesn't give. He doesn't. Everyone, I yeah. think everyone should at least check out Sturgill Simpson, and if you don't like him. Go fuck yourself. No, yeah, you got something wrong with yourself. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that's that pretty much sums up Sturgill Simpson. He'll be back, though, in future subjects. He definitely will make his way question, into so. other topics. We've got a number of tickets we got to get uh, coming up, actually. Yeah. Like three separate. We're going to follow him up the coast, I think, is our goal. But I think, anyways, yeah. uh, it's turtles all the way down anyways. We'll see you after the break. Good time and buds here. Do you suffer from any of the following? Hangovers. Insomnia. Lack of appetite. Anxiety. Depression. Boredom. Stress. Lack of creativity. Post-traumatic stress disorder. Glaucoma. General aches and pains. Headaches. Back aches. Shoulder pain. Neck pain. Left-handedness. Cancer. Seizures. A rough day. Nocturnal emissions and a sense that your better days are behind you. May we suggest ganja, kush, perp, flour, edibles, reefer, pineapple express, gorilla glue number four, oil, hash, keef, jack, mota, Mary Jane, green, tree, herb, nugs, buds, weed. Side effects may include a happier life. This message brought to you by Blue Dream. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, this week's story is our trip to Vegas, Chapter 1, The Drive There. What a drive, what a time to be alive. We left the day before our youngest buddy's 21-er, the day before. The day before, at, we were all at what, 6 a.m.? 22-ish. No, we left two days before. At like 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Well, I mean, because from Oregon, where we're at, down to Vegas, it's about 16 to 17 hours. 
Yeah. So we so left at, at 6 a.m. Expecting to get there late in the night. Uh, pretty much, but we took longer breaks then, than we thought. But then, yeah, we stopped off. Well, the day we left. Well, before we left, we had to collect a few supplies. The uppers, if you will. Uh, yeah. We need to get uh, a little bit of Adderall. A little bit. Well, we got Adderall. Adderall and, and Vivans. Vivans. We only got one Vivans. No, we got a, we got like three Vivans. Right? Yeah, and then we saved one for whoever had to saved drive whoever home. We saved one for whoever had to drive home. Luckily, I like to drive. Yeah, no shit. But, but uh, uh, that's the story. We, and then, so we had to get all that. Yep. We had dabs. And then the day that we left, weed became legal in Oregon. Yeah. So literally, like, the last stop. glorious stopped, day it was. The last stop before we crossed the border to where it was going to be illegal. Within, like, 30 miles of the The border. last stop we stopped and bought four joints because four of us were 21. Yeah. And we may have even bought Harrison one. We might have, yeah. So we may have had five full gram joints. Allegedly. Donkey Kong finger joints. Yeah. And so we leave Oregon and it's, by the time we get out of Oregon, it's like what, 10, 12? At night? No. In the morning. Oh, in the morning. morning. My bad, yeah. 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 And uh, we were getting hungry but first, we're like, well, I mean, let's stop off and spark one of these joints. Yeah, so we, like, stopped off just basically off the side of the road. Yeah. Fucking sparked the joint. Like, basically, right when we Our got on the highway. Our first joint of legal weed. First, we had the first long stretch of fucking just driving yeah. straight. We were like, all right, fuck it. Near Crater Lake, I believe. Pulled over and uh, smoked our first joint. Yeah. And just fucking got ripped to shit. And then we kept driving, and like, oh, dude, Crater Lake is... So like 15 miles ahead. Yeah. And then we looked it up. Well, it was 15 miles. We thought it was 15 miles, like, uh, perpendicular to us. No. So we look at our phone. It's like a fucking 45-minute drive to get there. Yeah. We're already headed there. So we're like, fuck it. We're going to Vegas. Harrison's not going to be 21 for another half a day anyways. Anyways, we got to wait to get our hotel. Yeah. So let's just fucking stop. So we went to Crater Lake for a good hour. It was way longer drive than we expected. Way longer, but it was fucking worth it, dude. Oh, yeah, no we shit. We got out it was worth it turkey. Around. It was worth a turkey. And we went out and we fucking just watched. We just looked at Crater Lake and fucking hung out, smoked a cig, even though you're not supposed to smoke in national parks. So we allegedly did that. But, uh, <coughs> yeah, said. no, we just had a fucking good time there. We were all high as shit still. Yeah. Fucking got back on the main road, went out, drove a little ways down, parked Got a little food, little smoked again. Foresty area. Yeah. Like back in the trees, we all just fucking smoked another joint. Yeah. And then, fucking, once you get to like California. Yeah. And then like the rest of that drive, there is nothing. Yeah. There is a lot of nothing <coughs> on that fucking drive. Yeah, it's just a lot of, like, long, winding roads. Desert. And desert and flats. Little yeah. fucking small towns with, like, a post office and a gas station. If they're and lucky. just keep going. Yeah. It's a long fucking drive. And I don't even remember... I think on the drive there, we split up more than the drive back. I think the drive there, we all drove a little bit. Yeah. Or, or at least multiple people drove. I drove it uh, into Vegas, I think. Yeah, yeah you did, yeah, because... Yeah. Well, we stopped in Reno. We stopped in Reno to get some gas. Took I think piss. Either I took over gas, or Ian took over. And we, you took over. We all smoked a J, <laughs> took a piss, got some gas. Yeah. You took over. Got piss and gas. And you drove from Reno, I'm pretty sure, to Vegas. Yeah. 
And that was when it was literally the dead of night. And that was like dead from twelve to like four in the morning, pretty much. Yeah. That drive. Well, I'll Maybe tell you even earlier than that because it's pretty far. Yeah. But it well, was completely dark the whole time. Well, what's so cool about driving through the desert when you're from someplace like Oregon, where we've got a lot of mountains and shit, is when you're driving through the desert, especially in the middle of the night, which just adds the effect. But you. We, we would stop, we'd get out, and we'd smoke a cigarette, and we'd... Because we were using our buddy's mom's car. Yeah, we were using our buddy's mom's car, so it's like, well, we can't smoke in here. So yeah. we would stop frequently. Get out, smoke a cigarette, <coughs> and just yell. And you'd realize as you talked, and then you'd start to yell, that because it was completely flat, there was nothing for the sound to bounce off it of. It just dies. And so the sound just dies. Uh... It was trippy. It was trippy. Yeah, it was first. weird sounding because yeah. I've never heard such lack of uh, any sort of Ambience. echo. Yeah, yeah, there's no echo. Yeah, it's just, you just yell and it just dies. Yeah. But yeah, that was crazy. And then... So we kept driving. We were wearing out our playlist. Yeah, we were out of <coughs> fucking music, dude. Yeah. We, we had played every song that we could think of. You tried to play Trapped in the Closet way too hours. early. I tried to play Trapped in the Closet like two hours in. And yeah, you guys were mistake. not happy. Well, they, it's a mistake because I thought you guys would be more accepting because I really enjoy it. If you give that song a chance, that's a good song. I know, but the problem is I heard Weird Al's trapped in the drive-thru first, and so I find it distracting. But that's what makes it more funny. I get that. Because that song literally perfectly illustrates what R. Kelly is trying to do seriously. Yeah. Piss on people. Well, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. I mean, come on. We can't prove no, that. No, I'm, I'm a big but R. No, Kelly I fan. definitely tried to play that too early. I played you played it way too early. early. You need to play it late in the night when everybody's coming. You know what attention. sucked on that drive? So. Being in the way back seat. Oh, yeah. That was rough, because we had two in the front, two in the middle, one in the way back, because there's five of us. Yeah. That was fucking rough being in the way back. What a trip for the good time at Bud's, though. Yeah, but fuck, that was rough. Yeah. You had to, like, sit sideways, cause, so you could kind of stretch your legs out, but then you were just uncomfortable. Yeah. You couldn't sleep, because everyone else was... Loud as shit. Loud as shit. Well, we were cranking tunes, and... Yeah. So it was just fucking miserable. And you couldn't hear the front seat, so you could only keep up conversation with half the car, you know? Yeah. But it was just, that was such a good trip of, the anticipation of going to Vegas is unlike that of anything else. It for your few first things time, can rival that. For your first time, you're driving 16 hours and all. With all your best friends. And all the, it's just anticipation. Yeah. And it's like, it's like a meter where it's just reaching the top and then as soon as you get there, it just explodes. Yeah. Because Vegas is nothing but opportunity when you've never been there before. All yeah. you've heard is stories. And it's just stories of I went epic once. times. Yeah, you went once. I went once to try for Survivor, though. That was everyone else's first time there. Yeah, that's true. And like, Everybody? Yeah. Oh, shit. I thought Harrison had been there before, but no. like as a minor. Mm-mm. Fluff might have been there as a little <coughs> kid, but he said he didn't remember much if he did. Hmm. But yeah, dude, that was everyone else's first time there. And... Uh, well, I mean, so we we left at like six the previous morning. Got there at, at what, like four, four in the morning. In the morning, and couldn't check into our hotel until like noon. No, we couldn't check in until three. Yeah, went and talked to him. Got it down to like noon. Yeah, noon or ten or something. And then, so we uh, had to fucking kill like. Well, Harrison's we got, got a at piss. Three and Harrison has well, to piss. Before that, over every single hill, we're like, "This is it." This is it. We kept thinking we were close. The glow is and just so deceptive. There were different glows. Yeah, and then. Uh, Every time you'd get over the hill, find out you were wrong, it made the trip that much longer. 
Yeah. And, uh... And so you finally get... You finally get, like, into Vegas. Yeah. But then you still have to drive on the highway for so long. Yeah, it's a long-ass fucking town. into Vegas. Well, we were staying at the Luxor, allegedly. And it was way at the other end of town. Yeah. And, and so we, we had to fucking get through that, that when we were exhausted. Park. We didn't know that we could just go park in the parking lot. Yeah. Like, we didn't know. So we just kept driving around trying to find somewhere to park. Harrison had to piss, so he was getting real cranky in the way back. He was getting real cranky. And so, like, finally, I'm driving. I'm getting pissed. Yeah, so finally we just park at the Hooters parking lot. Yeah. Literally get out of the car. Harrison's pissed in the parking lot, and we spark up a joint. We spark up. At 3 in the fat morning. Graham, Jay. At 3 in the morning or something. Yeah, 4. And then, four, yeah, doesn't and then matter. we just have to go kill time until we can go get our fucking hotel. And so we're like, well, I guess we're fucking hungry. And so we go to, like, some fat burger or something like yeah. that. I think it might have been fat burger. It literally might have been just a fat, greasy and, cheeseburger uh, place. we're all high as shit, and we're walking around where in the city that really never sleeps. Yeah, and we're fucking zombies, basically. Yeah. Because we've been just, high all day, and now it's four in the morning. We've been high all day, and we've been in a car all day with just the five of us, and somebody put Trapped in the Closet on. Rough time. Yeah. And so... Great time. <laughs> but, so, yeah, no, we're fucking wiped. And I was maybe a little too high because I started getting really paranoid about just how depressing the scene was. Well, it was, but that's because it was four in the morning in Vegas, and, and we, we were just exhausted. Got to town. But holy shit, everybody was just dull faced. It looked like that town. You remember the town yeah, that we talked about last episode? Yeah. Where everybody looked kind of sad. You need to calm down. I didn't it was. Like it. it was I didn't pretty like it. dreary. It was a pretty. It was dreary a dreary scene. little place. And then we never even went to Hooters. We no, parked we there, but we never even went there. Yeah. That was a bummer. Should have gone to Hooters. Should have gone to Hooters. But then we finally got our fucking room at like 10. They said we could go up there. So smoking room, So we got a smoking room. Fucking go up there. Oh, we're looking for a good time, Instantly we? smoke joints and cigarettes <laughs> in there. And for the rest of the weekend, it just reeks like weed and, jo- and cigarettes. I got to smoke a cigarette and sleep and lay in a bed at the same time while watching fucking, I don't know, Maury on TV. We were watching Seinfeld. some weird shit. We watched Seinfeld for a little Ridiculousness. bit. Ridiculousness. Yeah, no, we watched some we watched some weird stuff while we were there. Yeah, what oh, did we watch? We, we watched like one of those MTV reality show type things. Catfish? No. Like, uh, no rule, like, uh, road rules, like one of those type fucking things. One of those stupid fucking macho man and dumbass. Yeah, so we were those great American pieces of shit smoking cigarettes in our place where we sleep while watching trash TV. One of us had to sleep on the floor because we only had two beds. Yeah. So we had two people per bed and one person on the floor. But luckily, uh, so, so we all took a nap and then, uh. It's like, we get up. We had to wait till that midnight for Harrison to turn 21. Yeah. So we went downstairs and gambled and stuff, and they came and... Oh, I think we probably took uh, at least half an Adderall, didn't oh, we? Oh, yeah, definitely. We, well, yeah, probably. But then we went There's downstairs no we and gambled, by the time, by the time and they there. carded Harrison, and they told us we couldn't be on the floor until he was 21. Yeah. So we went back upstairs and just, like, basically got drunk. Just went and dabbed hard. And dabbed hard and then waited until... Harrison turned 21, which I believe is probably chapter two of the story. I believe it is. We'll see you next week for part two, Vegas. And now for this week's quote of the day, brought to you by Frank Sinatra. I feel sorry for people who don't drink. When they wake up in the morning, that's as good as they're going to feel all day. 